Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to be going through the book of Psalms. Today we're on a brand new psalm. Uh, we're going to be talking about this psalm. We're going to be talking about a new song. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things going on in our lives. And thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for, uh, you know, being part of our labors. It's a labor of love doing this podcast. Stephanie and I enjoy it. It's hard. We're always trying to fit it in. We're always trying to squeeze in more podcasts. It kind of drives us crazy at times. Sometimes I'll call Stephanie and say, what's well, a good day for you to do this podcast? And I can hear in her voice what I'm thinking, man, we got to do podcasts again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then we get together and do it and it makes everything better. So, we, and, yep. uh, so, so that's what we got to do. And, uh, so we got a couple segments we do, Stephanie. And, uh, uh, the first one we do is, uh, you might be a knucklehead, so we do what we call it the Norton Knucklehead Moment for you new listeners out there. We seem to be picking people up, losing a little, picking up. We continue to move up in numbers, uh, but it, you might be a knucklehead if you pick your nose in public. I just want to say that bothers Ew. me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the other day you I was in church. Trail? Huh? You just went down a very gross trail. It has to be said. We need to help the people, Stephanie. We don't have a choice on what oh. we say here. You know, it's... Uh, oh. Uh-huh. I was watching yeah. this boy. He was about, I don't know, eight or nine years old. He was picking his nose and eating it at church. That's wrong. And, uh, it is wrong. That's why I'm bringing it up. You're making me. That's why it's part of the knuckleheaded <laughs> segment. Man. It is You're wrong. You're making me sick. It's unacceptable. Mm. It, it's, uh, it's, it's just do not pick your nose in public and never eat what comes out of your nose. You don't know what's in there. And, and, Oh, Doug. And I've always wondered how you make the stuff that's in your nose. I mean, is it pollution? Yeah. You ever think about that? But anyway, yeah. we'll leave that alone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can pick your friends, uh, but you can't pick your nose. Oh, no, and that's not how it goes. I've said this before. You can pick your friends, <laughs> you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your relatives. Pick your relatives. There you go. <laughs> All right. So these next, okay, in food, that's right, with God. So we've been on this restaurant kick so telling you what to get to eat when you go somewhere that's healthy that's kind of healthy I mean some of you people are going to judge me you're going to write me and say that's not very healthy but I think that a chain restaurant that a lot of I go to Longhorn Steakhouse I like that oh yeah yeah unfortunately we got bad news with Long. we went to Longhorn and the guy hit us on Emmy's birthday I'm still kind of bummed out about that but you know, that was yeah. a day we, we had this $100 restaurant card that Debbie and I got. And, you know, we were going to go celebrate Emmy's birthday. I mean, things were going good. You got to remember that. It was. It was a, a like a perfect, picture-perfect day up until we're that We're shopping. Market. We're having fun. Emmy can't wait to come home and open presents. I mean, things are going on. Yeah. Things are frozen great. Frozen birthday. Yeah. We had frozen birthday cake and someone rear-ended us. But anyway, going back to Longhorn, the place we were at before all the bad stuff happened. It's funny how those triggers were remembering. But if you go to Long On Steakhouse, they have something, I think it's called the Flo's Filet there. It's a filet mignon. It's expensive. I know you guys are going to judge me. I haven't been there in 
I don't know. I think I've been there once in 2021. I don't think so, though. Maybe it was 20. But they have a, uh, you can get a small filet in there, a Flo's filet. You can get the vegetables and the salad with the low-fat dressing. You're walking out of there, my dear friends, at about 500 calories. And it's delicious. It's good. Now, I use a little bit of steak sauce. Now, Stephanie, you know, the argument of the day is Heinz 57 or A1. I'm a Heinz 57 guy. You can tell I march to the beat of a different drummer. I don't need to be a copycat A1. How about you, Stephanie? Well, I like them both. You know, <laughs> a total, I was a total A1 person prior to getting married, but then Charles detested A1 and would like he was a total Heinz 57 dude. So Praise God. I <laughs> so we just kept Heinz 57 around. So quite honestly, I very rarely um, ate A1, and now my kids. I'm, I'm going to admit something here. Now my kids, we normally get whatever the store brand is that mom grabs. So it's very rare we have like actual Heinz 57 in the house. It's normally just a Kroger knockoff brand. <laughs> yeah. It says something but, on it like <laughs> Heinz 57. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well. So Charles convert me a long ways. I love Heinz 57. And I, you know what I like? Horseradish sauce. Mm. You know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here, I'm puckering right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, sit at Texas Roadhouse. Oh. Two foods that are right with God because we don't have a Longhorn where I live. And so Texas Roadhouse, I do not like it as much as Longhorn. Longhorn definitely gets my five stars. Music's loud. They're throwing peanuts on the floor. Yeah, I get it. That's low. Yeah. But Texas Roadhouse has, I think, what are they called? Rattlesnake bites. Those with horseradish sauce. So good. So like they kick you in the mouth. But well, they you you got to stop for a minute and you got to explain what they're made of. I mean, what's a rattlesnake bite? Is it steak? Okay, so it- it's like, no, it's, um, they are deep fried like cheese balls, little cheese balls, but they're like hot cheese with jalapeno peppers. Oh up in there oh, and then fried you know the cheese ball bread uh, it hey i want to leave right now i want to hit pause and run man I wanna... <laughs> i'm only joking folks i wouldn't do that to you and uh, so get out there so we we use two foods from restaurants but they are not the healthy ones that are right with god i just want to point that out <laughs> i went down the health road and you did and i just went down the good road you know it reminds me of a kid you'd see those old you know, like Andy Griffin shows where the devil's on one shoulder and the, you know, good Doug's on one <laughs> yeah. shoulder, evil Doug's Donald on the Duck other shoulder. Donald Duck has that. Donald oh. Duck deals with that all the time. <laughs> I can't speak like him. But anyway, so these next 15 Psalms, 15 of them, from 120 to 134 are called in the Hebrew language. It's translated as a song of degrees or accents. And, uh, it's about going up. It's ascending up stairways. It's getting closer and closer to God. I think it's pretty cool. I remember studying them in seminary, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So here we are. We're going into Psalm 120. It begins with some distress and some crazy stuff going on in the background, and 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 then it goes from there. And it's it's not a real long psalm. It's only seven verses, but we've only been doing about eight anyway. So here we are in Psalm 120. And it says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lion lips. 
and from a deceitful tongue. And boy, we had to pray that so many times last year. Mm-hmm. What shall be given unto thee? Or what shall be done with thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in, in Mesek, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul have long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Wow. So right mm. away he's coming out in distress and different things, but those first two verses, Stephanie, I mean, reading them, they kind of grab me, but what are you thinking as we go into Psalm 120? Wow, what am I thinking? It's more like, what am I remembering? <laughs> this this psalm is um, has been reality, if I can put it that way. And um, in years past, this psalm would, was one that I would go to in the middle of the night. Yeah. Cry out that verse two, because there was nothing else to do but cry out verse two. And... God heard those prayers. Deliver my soul. Is this a song? Is this Psalm a song? No, it's not. It's just a very precious, um, very precious Psalm to me um, because it's reality. And I think it's been the reality of anyone who's been accused um, falsely or had people slander them and um, where you're in a place of helplessness. And where, folks, we're going to talk about that a little bit after this psalm so you know what we're talking about. And we're not going to go all the way back. You can read Stephanie's book to go back, but we had some stuff just happen to us in the last year that was wicked. So we're going to go over that in a little bit. But, you know, I, I was sitting here, I was looking at this psalm, and, and I was thinking, you know, it reminds us, I think, this whole psalm stands as a reminded me of what a privilege it is to be able to go and worship God and bring these things in front of them. Cause there's some wicked people out there who stink and yeah. are no good. So, you know, right there in verse one and two, it's talking about praying and three, it says, what shall be given unto thee or what shall be done unto thee? Thou false tongues, sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. And I, I, I mean, here we are, we're, we're sitting here looking at it. And, and the bottom line is it's saying, we got to trust God. You know, yeah. it's a privilege to go do this, but, you know, just like Psalm 119, again, there's faith, there's trust. we got to trust God, Stephanie. And in the midst of the people that hurt us last year, in the midst of the people who lied and spread rumors, even you said your father was part of them. And in the midst of all that, we had to well, trust God. Well, my father God. wasn't part of the lies. Right. They were saying he was there and heard it. <laughs> That's right. No, Stephanie's father does not lie. Stephanie's father is a man of integrity, adamantly opposed uh, to those people who have forked tongues, who lie, who think things. They're narcissists, so what they think is real. You know, what they think is the only thing. And, and, uh, and then we go on there, and it's talking about, I sojourn in this town called Mesek, that I may dwell in the tents of Kedar under those trees and stuff, that I may be in that good, safe place. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And, and you know, Stephanie, so understanding what we went through last year, we just wanted peace. We brokered this thing saying, hey, you know, we're leaving this ministry. And, you know, we got the pastor to say, well, of course, we'll send out a nice letter together. We're going to do the right thing. Then all of a sudden, everybody's minds changed. And so, mm-hmm. and in the midst of this, this missionary who you and I loved and cared for and 
took care of. I mean, the guy was fired by a mission agency. I took him in and loved him and cared for him. He just called up and lied about me and said, I said, if he didn't come with me or something, I never said any of that. He just started screaming the same exact reason he got fired from the last mission agency. So in the midst of all that, Stephanie, just take that one case of the lion missionary that can ruin a Christian that can ruin a testimony. You know, that guy being a liar, that guy being having no integrity, that guy uh, does not deserve to stand anywhere and say he serves God because he doesn't. And honestly, he hadn't done anything in years, but what does somebody do when that kind of thing happens? Well, I think you make Psalms like Psalm 120. You go to the Lord. Yeah. In my press, I didn't cry unto, and I'm not saying it's wrong to, you know, we need help. God gave us the body of Christ. He gave us steps to take in, all, in these different things. But ultimately, you cry out to the Lord, and you keep that vertical relationship clear. Because no matter what's going on horizontally, if that vertical line is clear, if you can reach up and touch the hem of his garment and look to Jesus and lay aside by faith, lay aside those weights, you make Christ your all in all. And does it still hurt to be lied about? Does it hurt? The psalmist is hurting. Yeah. The psalmist is crying out for deliverance because he's been really hurt by a false tongue. He's really been hurt by a deceitful tongue. He compares it to sharp arrows, and they are. Even James compares the tongue to... um you know, that it can be a, a, a weapon and it hurts. And yet crying out to Jesus and in your distress, crying unto him. And he says, in my distress, I cried into the Lord and it doesn't just end there. And then it says, and he heard me. Yeah. And what gives comfort is right there knowing that when I'm in distress, when I'm hurting and I can't tell you how many times when when that slander would come, when those things would come that would leave me like literally blindsided and shaking and in a place of such confusion, those were places, places of distress. And yet when I would cry out to Jesus, did it take it all away? No. Did it end, end the slander or the false accusations? No, but it, it, it was almost like it enabled God's grace. When you cry out to God, he says, well, here's a dump load of grace to be with you in the midst of your valley. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, and I usually say, yeah, yeah. When I wanted to start talking, but I meant, yeah, yeah. That time that I was agreeing with, that's the danger of having a, uh, a single when you don't see each other. But you know, and the thing was, we even had recorded the conversation with the missionary we recorded his lies and and then you go back so this so supposedly this missionary called the biggest mouth pastor in the country so I, I, you know i don't even know if this evangelist called him to be honest with you cuz why would you call the biggest mouth pastor in the country and supposedly this evangelist called said he was sitting at your dad's table there were five or six people there i think according to your dad there were people all over the house and this evangelist supposedly heard your dad say something your dad didn't say and so he called you know, the ministry pastor that we work for. So, I mean, I, I went down to, uh, to a Christian college a couple of years ago and watched a thousand people graduate. Uh, or, and this is what I think. I don't think there was one person in that graduating class that would take a rumor and spread it without calling to check with the other six people in the room. 
do, do you know what I'm saying to you, Stephanie? I don't think, I don't think out of those thousand people, okay, let's, let's be liberal with our thoughts here just for a second. Let's say that five out of a thousand kids who are 22 years old and graduating from Bible college, uh, would have spread a rumor without calling somebody maybe, but a pastor do that No. So what you have here is, is this is evil. This is a guy who shouldn't be in the ministry. Again, a narcissist who thinks whatever he hears is right. And I don't know for sure whether this evangelist said it or not. I had a, a Bible professor who heard the whole thing uh, from the, you know, the other side and things of that nature. And he came to me and said, do you really believe an evangelist would spread a lie to the loudest guy in the United States of America? And so that brings that question up. But in the meantime, we're still dealing with what's in 120. And so then this guy who's supposed to be our, my pastor, our ministry leader, the right person, you know, takes this and says, well, you know, maybe this isn't true. Maybe you're right. Never lied to the guy. Never did. And I tape his conversation with my new pastor, and he says, well, we're not going to do this. We're going to do everything right. Then in the meantime, he writes a letter about you basically saying you don't know what you're doing, that you can't make your own decisions. A woman who escaped a third-world country after her husband got martyred, uh, who's done nothing but right, who's never lied to me, never done anything wrong, one of my best friends, like she's not able to handle herself. But see, when you're a narcissist, women can't handle themselves. And so you're dealing with these people who – put a premium on being a male only, I guess. And so of course you can, and so that destroyed you for how long? I mean, a week or two. Um, so we know this. And then the pastor who said, I'm going to do this and this totally lied and changed his mind and said, well, I got a couple people to tell me what I'm doing. Right. You know, I could get a couple people who out on the street here in 10 minutes to tell me what I'm doing is right. Even if it's killing somebody. So, <laughs> So we come to this place. So, you know, we're not going to write letters. They wrote the letters. They made the comments. They did those things. You know, they're not biblically qualified in the ministry. We know that. But you get to this point, Stephanie, and you're going through all this. And in the midst of this, you just a couple years prior to all this going on, you, you bury your husband. And you've been through the shadow lands. You've lived in the darkness. You've been on that side. And I mean, you, you're just getting through that and they, you get a letter that you don't know what's going on. You hear the rumors. I mean, how do you handle that? Well, you smile and I think you look to Jesus and say, Jesus, you made yourself of no reputation. You went through way worse than me and you could still love people. You could still do the will of your father. And I think a lot of times it takes you to the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Uh, the garden of Gethsemane has become a very real picture, um, for many in many realms of life, but, um, coming to that point of, I know, I don't know for me personally, I guess, yeah, there are times it hurts and there's times I still cry about it, Yeah. but then come back to God and say, Lord Jesus, you know my heart. You know where I am. Yes, I'm flesh. Yes, I failed. I am by no means a perfect, perfect human being on any stretch of any imagination. But you know who I am, and you know my name. Yeah. You are, know and that's that's enough for me. And I think that's the heart cry of this psalmist: "Is God, you know who I am, and you know the truth. You know the lies." And Philippians, um, years ago, um, in the midst of Charles and I going through a lot of dealing with 
with people like are talked about in this passage, Philippians, the Philippians passage of let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That passage became so, so incredibly precious to me. And I'll remember, I'll never forget the day said, God, I'm giving it up. My, what people think of me. Yes, it still hurts me. It hurt me more than, than it does now. I'm just kind of at the point now of, okay, we'll add. <laughs> yeah, and, and what we did it, and, and, and we sought counsel and said, you know, we're never going to use these people's names. I mean, you know, people who are close to us might be able to figure it out, and that's all right. It's all true. You know, I caught reported and, and taped conversations. I got a letter from that one knucklehead who claims this evangelism, this evangelist called him and told me I'm not allowed to talk to people in his church. He sent me a letter. You know, and if you've got a pastor like that, can I tell you something? You're in the wrong church. But what we, what we do, if you've got a pastor who writes a letter, who you can have a conversation with or who you can talk to, uh, let me tell you, here, and again, this is an education thing. You know, narcissism is taught, uh, you know, and it's also genetic, you know, and you have to go to the Lord. You know, these poor men, they need to get to the place where uh, they know they're lying. They know they're, they're wrong, and they know that they got to know in their heart that women matter and that you don't send a lady a letter telling her she doesn't know what she's doing. You got to know that. Um, but anyway, in the midst of all this, we said that we would talk about this from an outside perspective to help people. That's what we'd do. And we want you to know that at, at Wounded Spirits and this podcast, you matter to us. And if you're going mm-hmm. through anything like that, we're here to help you. So I said we were going to talk about this song, and I meant it. Even if we go a little bit over, I think this you guys will enjoy this. So I was in a church service out in Marysville, Washington, and a great church, Northwest Baptist Church or something like that. It's Pastor uh, Munoz, wonderful church in Marysville, Washington. And there was a brother, I wish I could remember his name, uh, out of California who spoke one night, and he was speaking out of the book of Acts, uh, and he was talking about the martyrdom of Stephen. And I was struck uh, when he talked about the Lord looking down from heaven. And over the next five minutes, I wrote what I thought was a really good song. But then I sent it to Stephanie. I was moved by it. And then Stephanie wouldn't even look at it for a while. And then her red ink came out greater than any other song I had ever written, probably, because God moved on her heart. And I told her I was going to call it Charles's song. And she said, no, you're not. This isn't about Charles. It's about... And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, you already made Stephanie's song. That's enough. And and I think she even said mm-hmm. something about the what she thinks the real name of Stephanie's song is. But anyway, you're worthy. Uh, name. Yeah. Well, the person who writes the song uh, on that particular song, you didn't bleed on that one quite as much as this last one. But anyway, <laughs> I just wanted Stephanie to sing a verse of the martyr song. It's on our new CD. You're going to hear it in a little while. But somehow it became my favorite song of 2021. We just wrote it. I mean, we just, I actually wrote the words that Stephanie totally changed up in many circumstances. But (laughs) this, she didn't even open up this song and start working on it for a couple months. That's how bad it messed her up. But Stephanie, would you sing the first verse of that for us anyway? Uh, Sure. Thank you. 
my life was tradition, study and prayer. I strove to be worthy, but found no way there. Then I heard of my Savior, his love for me, how he paid the price for my eternity. Christ was my glory, my life victory, his beautiful presence, my true reality. But standing for Jesus would come with a cost as I face the test of counting all gain as loss. I looked up to heaven and saw living grace, Jesus standing there smiling, a tear on his face, well done faithful servant, you ran a good race, you laid aside weights and sins, a difference you made. Now enter the joy and the peace of your precious Lord, your crown of life waiting, your glorious reward. Wow. Love that song. Folks, if there's anything we can do for you, check us out at Helpful Wounded Spirits. Listen, you don't have to put up with the narcissism. You don't have to be abused. We love you. Stephanie, anything you want to say to them on the way out? Look to Jesus no matter where you are, what you're going through. Cry out to God and know he hears you. Listen to every word Eric's got to tell you. It's really important. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.